There's a cool breeze that cuts through the trees, rustling leaves and carrying the sounds of laughter and excited barking of family dogs. At my feet are my own two dogs, their heads bowed towards the ground, eagerly sniffing for any sign of a squirrel or bird that they can give half-hearted chase to. I'm staring out at the calm surface of Lake Kichewick, catching glimpses of the local hikers and children that dart along the well-worn walking trails through the trees on the other side. Back in the days where I was a dedicated soccer player, I'd run those trails over and over and over, getting to know the sloping ground underneath my feet so well that I wouldn't have to look down to avoid tree roots or rocks. Just a quick glance to the left would acquaint you with a beautiful lake nestled in between thick trees and gentle sloping hills, the surface of the water rippling every so often with a fish or other critter passing by. A mother duck and her ducklings paddle lazily through the center of the lake, catching the attention of my pups who take off in the other direction to get closer. I give chase, peering once more at the lake. You would have no idea that this beautiful, peaceful lake was and is troubled by multiple sources of pollution, endangering the wildlife and humans that depend on it. Though the surface is calm, something lurks underneath. Lake Okichuik is situated in North Andover, Massachusetts, my hometown. It is the source of drinking water for the town and is about 560 acres, one of the main reasons for the original settlers of the town in the 1640s. Lake Kichuik gets its name from the Penacook word meaning place of the Great Cascades. In its early years of the settlement, it was known as just the Great Pond, and anyone who has the pleasure of passing by the lake may notice just how small they feel next to the massive body of water, even when the surface itself is calm. My mother is notorious for taking pictures of the lake at dawn, when she's out for a run, and even if you were at the busiest city during rush hour, you could feel a moment of calm just looking at a picture of the lake. But Lake Kichewick is no stranger to its own host of issues. Being the town's only source of drinking water and home to myriad fragile ecosystems, there is bound to be a strain on the lake. Let's take a moment to look at historical occurrences of pollution of the lake. In the 1800s, with the industrial boom, North Andover put down roots with successful mills along the Kichewick Brook, which connected the lake to the Merrimack River. Sawmills and gristmills began to crop up to bolster the textile industry. It's no wonder, then, where the pollution started. You can see the effect of the industrialization of the lake beginning there. One of the most notable instances of pollution of the lake is in 1986, when giardia parasites were found in the lake water. Giardia parasites cause giardia, an intestinal infection caused by drinking polluted water that causes a lot of discomfort to whoever is unfortunate enough to contract the disease. Given that Lake Kichwick is the main source of water for the town, this was a huge issue. Immediately, the state issued a boil water order. North Andover invested nearly $20 million in a brand new water treatment plant. Giardia is nothing to mess around with, so why did it happen and where did it come from? North Andover was and is still a rapidly growing town. Even when I drive through the familiar winding streets on my way home from college, I find new houses or buildings cropping up everywhere. The 80s were not an exception to this boom either. House construction, even if there was good cleanup after the construction, led to runoff. And where there are new houses, there are new septic systems, only further contributing to the runoff. Beyond that, Hurricane Gloria struck only one year prior to the Giardia parasites being discovered. Described as the storm of the century, Hurricane Gloria's intense winds and flooding totaled to around $61 million in damages all across Massachusetts. Storms like Hurricane Gloria and even smaller storms didn't spare Lake Kichwick, and storm water and flooding provided the perfect home for a polluted lake. Luckily, North Andover took and continues to take important steps to protect the lake, such as purchasing the land around the lake to ensure that it becomes conservation land, and they implemented a watershed plan in order to protect the lake. 
According to a report by the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection, mercury inputs in the lake were higher than most other lakes in Massachusetts around 1918, meaning that there was far too much pollutant in the lake, endangering the wildlife that called it home, especially the fish. As we learned earlier, industrialization near the lake was causing pollution, and it's possible that the mills and incinerators that appeared following the industrial boom could be linked directly to the mercury found in the fish. If not, I think we can account that just to climate change. The lake saw its highest mercury levels in the early to mid-90s following the issues we've already touched on earlier in the 80s. Since then, mercury levels have thankfully dropped significantly based on this report, likely to precautions taken by the town, proving the importance of waste management and enforcing stricter regulations to help aid the wildlife. However, I think it's important to note that although the people were spared when dealing with the mercury in the fish, wildlife around the lake that consumed the fish as their main source of food was not. Just like humans, animals can get mercury poisoning. That wasn't the only notable issue in the 20th century. Multiple incinerators cropped up in close enough proximity to the lake to help create a species of algae that was highly toxic and could severely damage the liver and nervous system to anyone that consumed it. Again, the town's precautionary measures helped aid this, but the animals were the ones taking the brunt of these issues. At present, there have been multiple reports, mostly circulating from 2020, of more cyanobacteria algae blooms, which can be incredibly toxic to both animals and humans. These toxins can directly kill the animals or suck up all the oxygen in the water upon decomposition. The target for this bloom was not just the excess runoff, but also from the very people relying on the lake for drinking water. When people don't clean up after themselves or their pets when visiting the lake, they put the wildlife that call the lake home at risk. It's fortunate that we have the tools to ensure that the water that we humans drink won't be toxic, but the animals don't share in that privilege. Cyanobacteria can kill or make animals extremely sick. Given that deer, skunks, squirrels, birds, fish, ducks, frogs, and so many more little critters call this place home, the algae that most hikers shrug off or crinkle their noses at has much more dire consequences than we could ever understand. Though when writing this podcast, I did a lot of research, this information is very easily accessible. In fact, even when you enter the hiking trails near Lake Kikichuik, there are multiple signs that have clear instructions for easily preventing endangering the ecosystem's lakeside. That includes picking up garbage, cleaning up after your pets, and ensuring that you don't mess with the animals more than we already do by entering their space. Educating yourself can start with small, easy things, like obeying signage, taking an extra minute to read about the extensive and beautiful history of the lake and the way it served the town and its residents, both human and animal. Though North Inver has taken many precautions to ensure that the lake stays clean, that doesn't mean we should grow complacent. Stronger laws need to be made to ensure accidents like those in the 80s do not occur, and that starts small. You can talk to your neighbors or learn the names of local politicians that can campaign to those higher up that can make real differences, not just in places like Lake Kukichuik, but everywhere. Not just one person can solve the problem of pollution, and I think that that would be an unreasonable thing to assume. But one person can write a letter. One person can educate others. One person can make all the difference. Be that one person. This has been Can We Still Make Way for Ducklings? I'm Grace Berry, and thank you so much for joining me.